You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. That is what we are lined up and ready, steady, go to do with this guy sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan. And I'm a newbie. <laughs> Brand new to this show. That's how it feels, anyways. Yeah. It's been a little while. Man, what's this thing? This is the microphone. Uh, yeah, right that's what that is. And then uh, the guy staring into the sun. Oh, gosh. Uh, Matt Fox. Hi. <laughs> hey, I'm Jamie Flanagan. Just making sure everybody has a good time. I wanted to give out the phone number again. I did that like four weeks ago. I was like, I, I, I feel like I should give a phone number. D- do it. We don't have one. Well, give a phone. It doesn't matter if it's <laughs> the right one. Eight six seven five three zero nine. That's that. That's what it is. Um, yeah. No. It's just uh, okay. We'll do this one. Seven three four two three one. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> just text me if I don't know who you are. I'll still answer. <laughs> I don't care if it's for a campaign. Uh, campaign doesn't matter. I'll answer. I'm just behaving badly. I'm just. Uh, I got to get it out of my system because we have a guest coming. Ooh. Yeah, we have a guest today. We're going to be talking uh, about uh, a National Dog Day. It's the 17th year uh, for Responsible Dog Ownership Days, and I'm being irresponsible and, and sassy over here. So, but we're going to talk about Responsible Dog Ownership Day. Uh, we have a representative from the AKC, the American uh, Kennel Club. Coming in to, to chit-chat with us uh, about that event and uh, events that they're, they're calling for people to uh, create events around the country. So we're going to be talking to uh, Penny Lee from the AKC. She's a spokesperson uh, with the uh, Canine Partners Program. So we're going to find out what that is, too. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting newer branch, I believe, of the AKC. So hopefully she'll want to talk about that. Yeah. I didn't tell her we'd be talking about that. So. Well, you know, I mean, if she's... Uh, it's in her title. If she's a spokesperson. Talk yeah, if it's in her it. title, you talk about it. Yeah. Spokesperson. Spoke yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been off having adventures, right? Uh, yeah. Any, la- any animal ties in your adventures, South um, Carolina? Or let anything? me see. Um, well, last week it was South Carolina. Yeah. So uh, some one of the kid was stung by a jellyfish Ooh, within 10 feet of me. Oh, really? Did you pee on him? That's what I was going to ask. Again? <laughs> Oh. Hey, R. Kelly. <laughs> or no, that's Chris Brown. Uh, too soon. Right? Is that yeah. too, is way too, too soon? soon. Yeah. Way too soon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before that, uh, I was in Washington, D.C. That was very much animal related. Yeah, it was a, it was a trade show of some sort. What so, kind of yeah. yeah. pet trade show was yeah, that? It was just a pet industry trade show, and um, we uh, were able to. Um, Should we go and like broadcast from there? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Should we like? Why wouldn't us? Should we set up in the Pet Key booth? Yeah, one of our favorite sponsors, Pet Key. Yeah, helping fact, you find, helping your pets find their way home. Yeah. You know, Pet we, Key. We should do that. There's a, a, I don't a even very know big. A there's a big uh, a, a trade show coming up hmm. in Vegas. We should be there. I don't know why we're not there. <laughs> oh, because it's in Vegas <laughs> and we have wives. Uh, well. <laughs> But it's for business. If we don't get like Animal Talk fezzes, <laughs> I'll be I'll be heartily disappointed. Hey, Frank the Tank is long gone. <laughs> uh, you have nothing to worry about, honey. 
But uh, yeah, oh, that would be fun. That would be. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, we should probably do something. Yeah, uh, road trip. Maybe the, something. The, the week before that, I was in Long Island. Long Island. In Long Island. Yes. You're not just drinking Long Islands. You were in Long Island. No. Do you know everybody uh, who's anybody mm-hmm. has a place out in Long Island? Really? In the Hamptons? Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah, yeah it is. That's that's famous people. And it is real pricey out there. Knee, knee deep in famous people. Yeah. yeah. You're out there for famous people weddings. Uh, I was. I was out there for a uh, NHL uh, player wedding. Yeah, because Lauren is. Uh, like a, a foster mom. Well, yeah. No, no, she's yeah. she's because uh, like, these hockey kids they travel all over the country to play for clubs that try to get their chops up and yeah. hopefully make the majors one day. And she's been blessed with like you know a couple boys that have made it to the big leagues, which yeah. is pretty which yeah. is so pretty amazing. We went to one, and I know nothing about <laughs> professional sports. Sports ball. No. Sports ball. <laughs> yeah, me either. That's actually, they prefer that. They, they're they like, hey, that's cool, because you can just talk about, you know, oh, how's your dog, and what kind of car do you drive? And, yeah. You know, you, you know what? Like, um, uh, I happen to Not be, what kind of car, not like... Talk, I happen to be talking to, I was sitting at the, in the reception, I was talking to um, this gentleman who was uh, the coach, the Little League coach of this kid. It was Kyle Palmieri. All right. That was okay. the wedding. When he was little, um, the, the, you know, the, the coach was there. He's just kind of beaming, you know. And so I asked him, I said, um, and I don't know anything about coaches either. I don't, I know nothing. Yeah. But, um, I said, uh, you know, when he was little, could you see it? Could, could you see that yeah. this kid was? Yeah. Yeah. And he said, that's a really good question. He yeah. said, um, no. <laughs> he said, I didn't see it. I just thought he was just another, you know, but the, the, the one of the other coaches said, this kid, has something. This kid's got something. And, uh, but yeah, he was real honest. He's like, no, I, I you know, just another kid. <laughs> That's why he's coaching. I, and, uh, <laughs> That's why he's high coaching. school league, high school age and, uh, yeah. not a scout. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he didn't see it. <laughs> Scouting's a whole thing, uh, from what I understand. Yeah. Just being able to see that talent and, uh, Reel it in. Like we saw Matthew you... Fox's talent and just reeled him in. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Reeled him in. Uh, I, was young tra- and, I was young. I had no idea what was going on. A little <sighs> trail of popcorns all the truck. That was Reese's Pieces. Actually. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just spent uh, a week uh, up at Michigan State University teaching uh, young writers and broadcasters and 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 yearbookers. It was a journal- really? journalism camp. Yeah, so uh 300 or so odd kids and like about 30 teachers. Uh That's got to be cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty Even much Even though it's a dying profession? The sun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's wonderful. It's uh, they had, they you had always like... need people that can communicate well. You always need graphic designers and people who can communicate well. Um, you know, newspapers. Where, where's your class? It's between the calligraphy <laughs> and the blacksmithing. <laughs> hey, man, blacksmith is making a comeback. It is. Who's going to be laughing when the when the apocalypse comes? I will tell you this though. I will tell you that I was I'd just like talking to have a blacksmith on it. <laughs> I was just talking to uh, Lauren about this. Um, she was asking me about marketing and, you know, what are some of the things that we, we've, we've done that's successful? I said, you know, the, the very best thing we've ever done is, um, send out press releases. Ah, really? Yeah. Really? Well, like the AKC did, which got us connected to have this conversation right here with Penny Lee. I'm hoping, welcome to Animal Talk. Excellent. So, uh, Penny, welcome to the show. Um, you are a spokesperson for the American Kennel Club, the AKC, and we wanted to talk to you today about 
about uh, responsible dog ownership. There's an event that happens every year. We're heading into uh, September when that day occurs, and uh, this is the 17th year. Um, and uh, the AKC wants to really promote responsible dog ownership because, uh, you know, we always say that. There's no bad dogs. There's just uh, bad owners. Dopey owners. Yeah. Dopey. Yeah, yeah. That's so, true. So welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the AKC and the Responsible Dog Ownership Day? Uh, yes, well, AKC, as you mentioned, is 17 years old. We, we created this event with the goal of really emphasizing to people how important it is to be a responsible dog owner because uh, it's, it's work to own a dog, uh, but it's also very rewarding. So the other part of the event is really celebrating that really special bond between people and dogs. All right. And so are you encouraging people to, to hold and, and sponsor events of their own? And what types of things are people going to be doing around the country? That's correct. Uh, we have a flagship event, uh, which is held in North Carolina, uh, in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. That's where I'm based. Uh, but we actually have events that are held all over the country, uh, they're sponsored by AKC-affiliated clubs or any public dog group. Any pet-related group is, is open to having one. And the, uh, the events at these days uh, range from dog sports demonstrations where you can see uh, dogs herding, running agility, doing fly ball. Mm. You can get your pet microchipped at many of them, which is uh, an awesome thing to do. Uh, so if they, they have a permanent identification in case they're ever lost, many of them offer canine good citizen testing, educational programs for children, uh, games, giveaways, uh, meet the breeds. So mm. you can, uh, if you're shopping for a dog, it's a great place to come to because you can get a lot of education about different breeds and whether they fit your lifestyle. And that's very important because picking the wrong breed can be disastrous. You know, uh, Penny, I was just going to ask you about that. You know, uh, responsible pet ownership doesn't start when you get the pet. It starts before you even uh, are considering it, right? I mean, um, tell us a little bit about that. You know, um, uh, I you know I trained dogs for many years, and people would always you know w- want to know my opinion on what's the best dog, what's the best dog out there, what's the smartest dog. Um, wh- what do you tell people, Penny, when uh, you know people ask you or you're educating uh, someone on a, maybe maybe someone who's a prospective uh, dog owner? What do you what do you say to them? What are the what are the qualifying considerations? I guess when uh, when you're looking to get a dog. Right. Well, there's lots, lots of things, uh, but you're absolutely right that a, a lot of people impulse, um, they pick on impulse. They see a cute, fuzzy puppy, and they take it home, and they really give no thought to how uh, large that puppy might become, how much exercise it needs, how much grooming. So you should look at your space. Do you live in an apartment, or do you live on a farm with lots of acreage? Do you have lots of time to spend with your dog? Do you have time to exercise it? So if you don't, you really don't need a border collie. You might look for something more like a pug who gets lots of exercise just running around your house. Hmm. Grooming, a lot of people like the look of dogs that have a lot of coat or are fuzzy, but they may not realize how much effort it takes to keep the dog looking like that or how much you want to spend to take the dog to a groomer. And uh, uh, certainly what you want to do with the dog. Uh, Are you active? Do you hike? Uh, or do you like to sit home on the weekends and watch TV and you want a lap dog? So there's lots of things to consider. Do you have children? Um, You know, uh, what what age are your children? Because uh, 
you know, some dogs are much better with small children, some are better with older children, and some really belong in a home with adults. And that's the type of thing, if you come to an event like AKC RDO Day, where you'll meet breeders, you'll meet rescue groups, you'll meet people who can really talk to you and say, uh, yes, I think this would be a good fit for you or not. Well, that, those are all really important considerations, and um, uh, I'd have to agree a hundred percent with all those things. So you got to look at your lifestyle, yeah, and and uh, and how and if it fits into your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if you work a swing shift and you're gone sixteen hours right, a day right, right. and you're at the bar with your friends, you know, you might not want to get a dog right now at this point in your life. But you know, if you have some right. time to spend, if you have, or if you, if you are a busy person, you know, look at pet sitting and and all these, uh, you know, uh, because it is. It's like having a baby. It's like having a child. You know, so you got to. That's absolutely right. The best decision might be not a dog right now. Absolutely true. But like you said, you can still get a dog fix. There's lots of shelters and rescue groups that need people to walk dogs on the weekends, oh. or like you said, a bait. You know, pet sit for a friend's dog on a weekend every once in a while. And not only is it a nice thing to do, it gives you a taste of do you want to be a dog owner right now. That's a really good point. You know, at this point in my life, I don't have a dog, but my neighbor has a dog. <laughs> And I get my fix every day. Yeah. That's uh, right, exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, I, uh, I get what I need out of it. I don't know if the dog's getting anything. But. <laughs> exactly. But, well, that, and that's a good thing to do with, like, maybe a young person who wants a pet. It's like, mommy, 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 I want, I want a pet, I want a dog. Uh, it's like, okay, well, if we can go to the shelter three times a week and walk a dog and, and, and you know, for a month, then we'll get you a dog. Yeah. And then the kid's contributing and, and volunteering and helping at a shelter and then, you know, showing responsibility. And that's something else that we offer at these events is like a, we try to make them very educational. And like at the Raleigh event, we're having programs on safety around dogs for children. And this is good for children whether or not you have a dog in the house. Uh, and probably more important for children who don't have a dog in the house so they don't really understand dog body language. So we have a whole program on how do you pet a dog, always ask before you pet a dog, or if you're out in the yard and a strange dog approaches you, what should you do? Uh, so we, we really try to stress safety um, for families, and a lot of families come to these events. How, how, where do you start your search, or how, how do you go about finding the dog? Okay, say, say I, I know a breed I want. Uh, now where do I look? What do I do? Uh, what, what should I avoid? What are, the, uh, you know, what, what are the guidelines that you would recommend? Right. Well, the, uh, we we really recommend that if you uh, have some breeds in mind, a great starting point are the national breed clubs. So every breed has a club, and we call them the parent clubs. But say the Golden Retriever Club of America, for instance, uh, and you can go to their website. They have tons of information uh, to help people who are looking at that breed about the breed, the characteristics. They also have breeder referral lists, and those are people you know who belong to the National Parent Club. Most of the parent clubs have a code of ethics. I should say all of them. All the AKC parent clubs have a code of ethics that people have to adhere to. So you know the responsible breeders, uh, and uh, you could go to that breeder referral list. Is there anyone in my area? Maybe they'd let me visit. If it's a breed you've never met before, because there's a lot of really cool rare breeds out there that people may really like the looks of, but they never met them before. It's a good idea to go to a dog show or try to find a breeder so you can go meet the dog in person and say you might have a different impression when you meet them in person. Uh, but that's a great starting point are the National Breed Clubs. The other thing about the National Breed Clubs, not only do they have breeder referral lists for people who might have puppies, but they have uh, rescue groups. 
So they also rescue their own breed. So an older dog might be a great choice. It's not always a puppy. You know, an older dog that was rescued for whatever reason or sometimes um, a breeder will adopt out an older dog. Maybe it was um, a show dog and it's retired from its career, but it's still a young, great dog with, uh, and they will sell an older dog. So we always tell people that you should also consider adult dogs. They might already be trained. You don't go through the chewing, the house training. So it's another option to look at. Good advice. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's the other thing about uh, getting an older dog. Because you get a puppy and you're like, oh, yeah, it's it's going to be this size and this kind of dog. And then it grows up and it's like some monster right. or it grows up and right. it's super tiny. You go through all the stages. Yes, you go through adolescence. You go through yeah. But you don't, you right. don't, you're not always sure what you're going to get. And if that's, you get an adult dog, it's going to be the size that it is. If you right. get something a year or older, I mean, that's going to be the exactly size. Right. Now, this is also the case when you get married too young. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, did I say that out loud? You did. You did. Out loud voice. <laughs> okay. Out right. loud voice. Uh, so, Penny Lee, tell us uh, tell us about you. Uh, what kind of pets do you have at home? Uh, well, I have um, a large dog household. I uh, I have been uh, I have always loved dogs. My family loved dogs, and I was always intrigued with training. I trained the family dogs as a child to do tricks and. Uh, when I was at, got to college and had my own place, I got a dog to show, uh, and my uh, been showing dogs for around thirty years now. Okay. Training, showing, competing in lots of sports: agility, fly ball. Uh, my husband and I have border collies. We actually live on about thirty acres uh, between Raleigh and Greensboro, North Carolina. We have sheep, so our border collies work sheep. Nice. Uh, as I said, I, I keep my border collies busy. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we also have a rarer breed of retriever called flat-coated retriever, uh, and they are uh, a cousin of the golden and the lab, and mm. we have some mixed breeds, too. So we are an equal opportunity dog household. We have some purebreds and some mixed breeds. Wow. So how many how many dogs do you have total living with you? 30 acres? Yes. How many you got? We have 12. 12? 12 oh. dogs wow. and, and a dozen sheep and one cat, one poor cat. Oh. <laughs> Man, you have a you have a busy household. You know, earlier when we were talking about the right uh, pet for the home, the right dog, you gotta you gotta be on your on your uh, on your game when you when you bring a border collie in the house. Because yeah. if you don't train, if you don't keep you them busy, do. well, you, you do absolutely. <laughs> and in fact, we just had a litter of border collies. They just went to their um, their homes this this week, Aww, and uh, cool. I, I screen them, I screen owners very carefully. And um, you know, you really, I. I, I they usually go to homes with people who have border collies or have owned border collies, uh, but they have to be active households. A lot of my, um, a lot of my uh, puppy buyers are, are people who do agility or other dog sports, but not necessarily. Uh, you know, one household was a family with a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old, so they weren't small children, and they are really athletic and they camp and they hike and they live on a large piece of property and they were perfect border collie owners they don't have to keep you know as long as the dog is active and they have to have some sort of job but that job could be playing frisbee in your backyard Mm -hmm. but they do need to get that exercise all right so penny uh 12 dogs which one is your favorite which one is your favorite (laughs) oh no (laughs) i don't they're not listening they're dogs they're not listening it's not like your kids (laughs) 
No favorites. I can't do that. No? They're listening. You know, okay. They're smart. All right. All right. <laughs> is there one that's just glued to your hip and never, it never leaves your side? Is there one just always, always with you? Yeah, well, that that would be everyone. That okay. Would, it's ama- yes, it was, uh, it's amazing. All yes, right. The border Collies watch you at all. You wake up in the morning, and everyone is making sure that you woke up. So Peer, peering over the edge of the bed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> little, ninja, little ninjas there <laughs> waiting for exactly. you. All right, so Penny, you're also uh, part of the title here. They said you were uh, the Canine Partners Program Manager. What is the Canine Partners Program with the AKC? <laughs> Canine Partners is actually our program for mixed breed dogs. Oh, so is that a, is uh, that a newer uh, is that a newer thing? Ago, yeah, okay. Uh, AKC brought in mixed breeds. People, a lot of people still don't know this, but uh, we opened the door so mixed breeds can enroll with AKC and they can compete in our sports other than the breed ring because there's really not a breed type with mm. mixed breeds. Or, you know, uh, but they compete in agility, obedience, rally, tracking, uh, you name it, any of our, our performance sports. And um, they do very well. We've had former shelter dogs win our national agility championship, and I think it's awesome. So, um, so, so the Canine Partners Program is just our program for that registry. But they compete in the same events as the purebreds head-to-head uh, for the same titles and honors, and we've had great response. And one of the things we've really discovered through this program are a lot of owners are like me. They own purebreds and mixed breeds. And for those people who competed with their purebreds, so many of them have written us and said, thank you so much because now my mixed breeds don't have to stay at home. They come with us, and they're competing too. So it's been a real win-win for us, and we, we are uh, really proud of the program. Well, it is awesome. All right, so RDO Days, it's Responsible Dog Ownership Days, the flagship event happening in Raleigh. Uh, but you were giving away, like, packages of swag for, like, the 600 clubs and organizations that uh, sign up to, to hold an event. Uh, how, many, how many events are, are on tap, and, and how do people find out about those and where they are? We usually send out about 600 kits a year, so... Uh, there are hundreds, and uh, you can um, uh, go, actually. You, the best thing to do is go to akc.org/rdod, which stands for Responsible Dog Ownership Day. And yes, we send out free kits, uh, and they have a lot of startup material. Um, we have over 5,000 dog clubs in the country, but like I said, it's not just our kennel clubs. It's open to any pet organization that would like to hold such an event. Uh, and not only that, if they need advice, if they need to talk to someone, there's contact information on there. We're happy to get on the phone with them and help them think about where, what site is good, what day. September is usually our typical month for the RDO Day events, but it doesn't have to be September. It really could be any month. Hmm. Well, awesome. Penny Lee from uh, the AKC, thank you so much for uh, sharing that information with us today. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having us. All right. You uh, you have a good one. Thank you. You too. Thank Bye-bye. You. All right. Nice. Yeah. That is uh, cool stuff. So uh, Sam chimed in on Facebook, and I didn't respond. And then so she texted me to say, I chimed in on Facebook. <laughs> and you didn't respond. <laughs> and you didn't respond. Uh, Lauren. <laughs> Logged in as well. So, she did? Yep. Hi. Thanks for joining us on, on the Facebook, because people can do that. Uh, AnimalTalkRadio.com is the website, website, and then Animal Talk Radio on all the socials. Yes. Uh, Animal Talk TV on the YouTube. On the YouTube, yeah. And then Wearing Funny. 
Hey, when do I get a T-shirt? Uh, oh, a, a man cave happy hour no, T-shirt. I want or? an Animal Talk T-shirt. Oh, I want to feel like as we get a logo game. that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a legal logo. Those legal are logo. those are Bitmojis. You're not supposed to use them for stuff. Those are yeah. Uh, and so I'm 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 having somebody make make a, a logo. And is, that's kinda... is Bitmoji going to come after us? They might. <laughs> I'd love to be sued by Bitmoji. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to court. I don't know what that conversation would sound like. <laughs> Some big when, when cartoon head person <laughs> can, in court. You can make a paper mache head and say, I don't know what they're talking about. This was just my picture. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, before I. Well, we look out. a lot like our Bitmojis. So yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty damn close, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, now my computer's being evil. But, uh, yeah, so that's fun. AKC Dog Days. Got a couple of questions here, though. I can throw them your way, Brian, see if we can yeah. help some people yeah. out. Uh, here we go. I have a, a three-and-a-half-year-old rescue dog who's extremely nervous at, at the moment after hard life. So many people have that story is when they have a rescue dog. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. They're, like, super nervous. Well, there's um, a reason why it's a rescue dog to begin with, right? I mean, the home uh, situation wasn't uh, in some way wasn't stellar in any way. Shape, or yeah, form, stable yeah. or something. So something was wrong. So yeah. So, but uh, sorry. So I have a three and a half year old rescue dog, extremely nervous at the moment. Uh, I wanted to take her to the dog park uh, for fun, so we got in the car. But she messed all over the blanket in the car. Mm. Uh, I want to take her out, have her fun, you know, and and have her be socialized. Uh, but am I pushing her too quickly? And how do I get her to be less nervous? Did they say? Did it say how long they've had the dog? Mm, no. Yeah. It sounds like they're trying to rush things. Just just the the, the tenor of the question is like, hey, uh, they're they're suspicious that maybe they they're pushing it too quickly. So you probably are. Right. And if the dog hasn't acclimated yet to the house, and uh, now as far as the car goes, right. Uh, think about this. You know, um, I, a lot of people say, oh, my my dog is. It gets car sick. They don't. Dogs don't really get motion sickness. Okay. But the, a lot of dogs have a, a bad association with with, with the car. And so you think about this. The first trip they take in a car is away from mom and their litter mates. The next trip, they're going to the vet. The next trip, they're probably going to the vet. Yeah. And so the traumatic. next trip, they're going either to the groomer or the vet. Yeah. So the car you know, starts representing something pretty bad. <laughs> so you should put your dog in the car every day. Just take him on Just the take leash. Just put him out in the driveway, let him sit there for 10, 20 minutes. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. You put him in the car, you give him a treat, and then you let him out of the car. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh you yeah. stay with them. You, you stay don't with leave them. them unattended. You don't leave them oh, unattended. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, oh. So they get That's something good. I got to replace they... that window in my car again. <laughs> before they have a chance to get uh, stressed out <laughs> or you know anxiety stricken, you um, you're, you you kind of short, short circuit that uh-huh. by giving them a treat, giving them something good, and letting them back out. And then what happens after a while? They get desensitized. Okay. And then what you should do. Is taking any fast food drive through uh, They all give treats out now. Yeah. Like, Go to your bank. Dog safe treats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my bank, uh, they ended up getting kitty treats because uh, Kirby was uh, my cat. Can I tell you more about Kirby? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But he lo- Kirby loved car rides because yeah. I socialized him uh, very, very young. And Kirby's your only friend. So yes, and he was my only friend. Yeah. And uh, But he took him to the bank and he'd be sitting there and they're like, Oh my God, a cat. Oh my God. Yeah. They're like, Oh, we don't have cat treats. And then after the second time I went, uh, the third yeah. time, uh, they, they got, they had a little thing of cat treats That's because funny. they're like, uh, cause they knew I would be coming back my, with Kirby. My bank did the same thing when I brought my iguana in. <laughs> and after a while, you know, they're like, Oh, crickets, let's gut load 
dead iguana. <laughs> I rarely ever use the term gut load. Yeah, I yeah. just figured I could use it. Yeah. You're welcome. Juncture. You're uh, you're you're flashing back there for sure. Gut load. <laughs> Uh, so here's a here's a here's another. You guys one. were gut loading when I got here. <laughs> hey, what the hell were, were you eating? Oh, <laughs> sticky beef. Yeah, it actually looked really good. Chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're here at the uh, Detroit Shipping Company. We're downtown Detroit, and we're in a massive shipping container. Yeah. Would you say? It's and more of a padded room. Yes. It, wow. It, it should be Which actually. Is, yeah, it's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> what's the What's the best thing about working at a cricket farm? And what's the worst thing? We get all the free food we want. (laughs) (laughs) What's the worst thing about, I mean, what's a bad day at the cricket farm? What's that like? There's no bad days at the cricket farm. <laughs> Where did you dig that up from? <laughs> that was years ago. That, was, that had to be 25 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, we had a guy who ran. There are no bad days at a cricket there farm. There are no bad days. That's one of my favorite sound bites from, from the show. Oh. Uh, there are no bad days on a cricket farm. Uh, could you, could you, uh, what's, a, what's a cricket farm like? I, I really would like to go to one. <laughs> it's just gotta be nasty. Do they wear muck boots? <laughs> don't, don't, don't they do like spit up like tobacco looking stuff? Crickets? Yeah. I don't know what crickets do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, but it was interesting. We were talking to Penny Lee from the AKC and talking about uh, responsible dog ownership day. And, and, and one of the, the points was getting the dog that's right for you, mm-hmm. uh, right for your schedule, right for, uh, your lifestyle. What if, Brian, what if somebody works like a third shift, mm-hmm. right? You, they work that, you know, midnight or, or 11 to, to, to 5 a.m. Uh, and so their life is, their life is upside down. It, it's, it's tough for people to get a to that, but they do because that's their gig and that's the shift yeah. they work. Or sometimes they like it, right? Uh, nurses, right? Yeah. They they have they have crazy schedules. Can you uh, adjust a dog? Well, nurses are crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> crazy <Hello>? schedule, <laughs> nurse. All right, but uh, not yeah. Not it's, uh, apologies to all nurses standing by. Click. <laughs> <laughs> just like the old days click yeah <laughs> but uh can it, it, you know because it's sleep cycles you know daytime you're mm-hmm. up nighttime you sleep uh can you adjust a dog to your you know alternative lifestyle <laughs> a- absolutely hours absolutely hours um you know what you know what uh, really uh bothers them though is it when you change it when okay you change it you know uh, they'll get used to any schedule okay. but then when you change just like people you know uh people that are on swing shifts mm-hmm. um there's some study that shows that they have higher incidence of heart disease and all sorts of anxiety really? uh, issues. Yeah, um, because your body is, you know, uh, craves a certain rhythm and a day-to-day routine. Dogs are no different, but th- can they get used to it? Absolutely. You just have to be very, very consistent. Have a good language with your dog. So maybe some basic obedience and have a good, uh, uh, you know, uh, schedule to take the dog out and, mm-hmm. you know, walking, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, of course, a dog can get used to any schedule. Okay. So another question here, uh, she talked about, uh, Penny talked about sending uh, a border collie pups home. Uh, we got an email here similar, kittens, help. <laughs> <laughs> so, or kitten, help. So somebody just got a kitten yeah. uh, and apparently they need help. <laughs> that was Why? it. That was the extent of a kitten. Help. <laughs> uh, what do you do when you get a kitten? Can you, cause cats are cats. Do you do, can you do anything? What do you do? What do you mean? Can, yeah, well, the, all you really need to do with a cat is um, put it in a small room, like a, a half bath or something like that. Put a couple litter boxes in there, and just whenever you can't keep an eye on him, make sure he's he's 
in there because, yeah, cats will, you know, it's a baby. It's going to try mm-hmm. to figure out where the right place to go, and they're, they're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So uh, give them a small area to explore. And once the dog, the cat is kind of habituated to that, that litter box, mm-hmm. then it clicks in, and, and you know, it's the, the cat will be fine. But cats are actually really easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how about with Kirby? <laughs> you you actually used the litter box for the— for, I did. I kind of yeah. was like, here, this yeah. is how it works, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just cover it up. <laughs> He's yeah. just shaking his little kitty hat at me, going, "Let's say, dude, that's not. I got this. It's all right. Uh, just don't do, don't do that again." You know, my oldest daughter just got a new kitten just this past week. Yeah, and uh, she actually had an older cat that she adopted about a month and a half ago. So she's trying to acclimate the kitten at the same time to having the older cat. How's it going? So far, so good. She hasn't complained yet. Was, really, she hasn't told me anything. But you know, I'm just curious to know when should she start to introduce them to one another? Yeah, that could be kind of uh, kind of tricky. Yeah. You know, with a cat. That's you know, cats. Um, uh, they're 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 pretty malleable as far as getting used to other animals. But man, once they're set in their ways, sometimes cats can be really tough, <laughs> really tough. And they could go off their litter box. So you know, they, they, cats don't show stress. Like some other animals do, they just change their behavior patterns a little bit, hmm. and so they might uh, stop eating for a while. They might stop using their litter box. So you got to be careful, All right. you know, with uh, with with the cat. But um, I'd like to know where she is. So she hasn't introduced the, the the cats at all together. No, she's introduced them very very slowly, like maybe for a quick second, mm-hmm. but nothing like for an all day thing. So she keeps the kitten in its separate bedroom behind a door with its own litter box. Best thing to do is take a rope, mm-hmm. two feet off the ground, put a harness on it. Put two of those. Huh. Put the cats in them. Yeah. <laughs> just swing them towards each other. <laughs> Twenty bucks on the bigger one. This is uh... as they as they pass each other in the air. You know that pendulum effect. They just uh... kind of swipe. I was actually looking at it going. Okay, I this can do is, that. Uh, He's like a oh, string. Oh, I got string. Uh, I got a ceiling. <laughs> I got or a commander. It, Come on. We we really honestly don't advocate such things. <laughs> I hope people understand that, uh, and we would never do such things. It's called pendulum socialization. <laughs> you know what? I bet you you could start a website, get like some cool graphics, oh. sell the whole process. <laughs> Good lord! I could franchise it. Uh, but uh, so training cats, right? Because we uh, we have our new guy Percy, right? He's not that new. He's like four or five years old now. Um, but he's just a nut job, right? Mm-hmm. He's just crazy. And he, 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 he loves to go outside. He's an indoor cat. He's been an indoor cat. The first three years, we didn't let him out at all. And, uh, cause we live kind of near a main road and, and I don't, it freaks me out. But Colleen's like, Oh, let him out. He's smart. I'm like, no, you know, it's squirrel chase, you know, yeah. chipmunk chase. And if the chipmunk run, runs, runs out and goes to that main road, I'd be like, it freaks me out. But Colleen's like, Oh, you know, and I'm like, no, I, I don't want to hurt the cat. So, but she, uh, she, she lets him out. So he enjoys the hell out of going outside. So this summer he's been going outside a ton, right? Since it's, it's warmed up and the snow has melted. Um, he's, he's, he's got this propensity for catching things in the yard. But, uh, when he's in the house now, he, cause he wants to go out, he literally follows me. Like he's like attached to my ankle, following me, following me, following me. And I'm like, this would be so cool if he would go on walks with me. Um, I wanted, I want to get him a little cat harness because I've seen people yeah. uh, train cats to, to go on walks. Um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way. How, how could I possibly train him? Cause he follows me all over the house. I figure if I could put a harness on him that doesn't tick him off too much, uh, and he'll follow me around the house, uh, with that on, maybe he'll get the idea. It's like, Hey, if we go outside, you can follow me around and yeah, we can yeah. do the outside thing. I don't know. I don't know if that'll work. 
It might, but step one is getting them used to that that harness. Okay. Now here's what you do. Because a collar with a cat, and if you, that's yeah. just uh, yeah. that's back to the pendulum so, rope yeah. thing. <laughs> it's like it's shaking, <laughs> backing up, you know. And it's like I'm I'm murdering this cat. It's like well, you here, know. here's here's the um, here's the secret. Yeah. To um, desensitizing. Right. You have to make progress the first time. Okay. So in other words, um, you put a harness on. If the cat's just freaking out and you take it off, ah. next time you put it on, it's going to be bad. Okay. So the cat's freaking out. Let him freak out a little. Give him his favorite treat or yeah. maybe some, a little bit of tuna, something you don't normally give him. Right, right. And uh, try, to, try to make it as positive as possible. Hmm. It, when the cat shows any inclination of kind of getting used to it or being okay, then you take it off. Right. You take it off when you've made progress each time. Because with, with <clears throat> Kirby... He he was he was we had a harness for him, but it just wasn't working. And the collar on a leash was like before that, and that was even worse. That was that nightmare. And I'm like, I can't do that to a cat again. That was just freaky. But he he liked going. He didn't want to get out. He got out a couple times, but he didn't he didn't really have this thing. Oh, we need I need to be in the yard with you guys. Um, we but I, we would take him. I would take him rollerblading with me, and I would have a, a like a backpack that I'd wear on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> or and then or we would walk socks we'd walk to Seven Eleven. You sure those weren't roller skates? You Dude. Know? <laughs> and I got those thigh high white socks with the blue stripes on them. I love it. Awesome. Uh, but if we or if we would walk to the store, he would sit on my shoulders, and he would just he wouldn't walk he wouldn't walk on a leash, but he'd come with us, and he would sit on my shoulder. Uh, and I would put a, I would put the harness yeah. on him. He got used to the harness, but he wouldn't walk with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd have the harness on him. So just in case he jumped down or saw a squirrel or something scared him, I could, you know, reel him in if right. necessary or if he wouldn't go running. Uh, but yeah, he would sit on my shoulders and we'd walk to, you know, two, three blocks of the 7-Eleven, get a slurpee, walk two, three blocks back. And everybody's like, oh, cute. <laughs> I'm like, it's, yeah, it's 90 degrees. I got a cat on my neck. Who's the idiot hey, here? cat, want a slurpee? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I would like to get, uh, Percy to, Walk on a leash. That's you should get. Be, you should get a couple more. Summer. A couple more cats. Mm. You have a big house. Yeah. You ever been to Jamie's house? Yes. It's old. It's like eleven hundred years old. <laughs> it really is. You know, I was. <laughs> there's a there's an etching. You knock on the front door and you feel like it's going to fall. Over. In the in the Louvre, uh-huh. there's an etching of Galileo <laughs> with his telescope, and I'm like, that looks familiar. Oh, that's Jamie's living room. That's my living room. Yes, he was working out of my living room. Uh, not quite that old. Um, it 18, is impressive. I've never thirty one. I've never been in a home in Michigan pre Civil War that old. Yeah. It, it's impressive. It's yeah. It's it's very much of a uh, mm-hmm. hi- uh, historic. It was of a, one of the stops on the Underground Railroad. That's it. It's no, it's, it's not. I just make that. Crap well, you know up, what? I, it I, could have been. I, I who knows? Yeah, 1831. Yeah. It was the only bloody house out there. So, yeah. You know. uh, yeah. Who knows? Man, still, still, that's a survivor. Yeah, that's, at that the, house. that's on the edge yeah. of the city where you live. So. They always said that the the uh, cities were determined as to how long it took from morning until night in a wagon ride. That's how big the city would be. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, uh, like so a, you're in the very corner, like a red rider wagon. Yeah, exactly. All right, Sam is. I don't know if Sam. Somebody's still watching. It might be Sam. Um, but, uh, Samantha, I hope you're, I think she's meeting the grandparents. I think she's meeting her boyfriend's, uh, grandparents. And so she's off doing that and, uh, now, enjoying herself. Y- you've mentioned it a couple of times. So is this like an official, uh, uh, hey, I want you to meet my grandparents kind of, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Is, or is it it's just uh, like, hey, we're meeting them up there. To, serious. Yeah. Are they serious? I don't, yeah, they seem, you know, I don't, I don't know, married serious, but 
sign a lease together serious maybe do you think do, do you think sam is cringing that we're talking about her personal life yeah probably probably a little <laughs> probably a little bit she's not screaming on socials or anything so. but uh, normally we the why i bring samantha up again uh is because we normally abuse samantha uh, on the regular here and but she's not here to abuse so today i get the abuse ah yes ah. fact or fiction you decide. Oh, fact or fiction. It is a fun little game where uh, there are three headlines, two ripped from the news, one a complete and utter fabrication created earlier by Matthew Fox because I did not prepare one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are three uh, there there are three headlines here. Two mm-hmm. are true, one is false, and you sir Mr. Flanagan had to pick the false one. I so. yes, yeah, so it's it's uh, stump the chump uh, today. When it's one of the boys that has to answer, it's uh, stump the chump, and and I get to be the the chump. So, so. yeah, Brent, I had sent you a uh, sent you a couple yep. there. So mm-hmm. go ahead with the first one. First one is, um, uh, you know, okay. Shark has 50,000 Twitter followers. Headline. <laughs> Shark has 50,000 Twitter followers. That sounds so freaking face fake. And yet, no. <laughs> you know, there's there's 2 million people watching an eagle nest on, on YouTube stream. So who freaking knows? All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's number one. That's yeah, number one. You want me to do all of them? Yeah, okay, go ahead do go. all of them. Yeah. Number two. American Airlines banned passengers from traveling with emotional support insects. Insects. All right. All right. All right. All right. And number three, Florida man nicknamed Lucky catches alligator, then loses leg, an arm, and an eye. (laughs) So there's your three stories. Number one, headline, shark has 50,000 Twitter followers. Number two, American Airlines banned passengers from traveling with emotional support insects. And number three, Florida man named Lucky catches alligator. Then lose his leg, an arm, and an eye. Oh my God! I know, now I know how Sam feels. <laughs> I'm always sitting there, goes, "Damn, it's so easy, Sam. What are you crying and whining about?" Um, oh, that first one's so so true. Could be so true. Um, and then the second one, insects. Would it be that specific to insects? But then lucky. Getting it, losing all that crap. It's just, it's just, it's too good to be true. And it's in Florida too. It's, but we've had so many alligator stories in the last three shows. Yeah. We've been rife with alligator stories, and they're always weird. It's yeah, been crazy. They just, yeah. they just found one in Milford, Michigan. Here, um, really? what? A twenty foot alligator in Milford. Yeah, we talked about that on the last show. Oh yeah, sorry. We yeah, it was uh, Milford. No, it was it, a wasso. Uh, no, yeah. Well, well, there was another one. If there was in Wasso, there's another one in Milford. Anyway, oh I'm going to say the fake uh, one is uh, the fake one is the third headline with Lucky losing all those body parts. Wow. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Hey, Why you got it. Wow, it's that easy, Sam. <laughs> Samantha, that's how it's done. <laughs> Process of elimination. Wow. I, so they specifically banned emotional support. Insects? There's a specific. That's the headline. Can I read that one? Yeah, read, yeah. Go ahead, read it. Yeah, um, it's I think a short one. It's, it's a fun. Yeah, it's a funny article. Um, American Airlines banned passengers from traveling with emotional support insects. Insects aren't the only emotional support animals that American Airlines banned. Emotional support amphibians, <laughs> hedgehogs, and ferrets are no longer permitted. Mm. The move was a response to an 84% rise in urine and feces oh. and aggression-related incidents on planes in the last two years. Oh. Yeah. yeah, those stewardesses, those uh, air 
hostesses. Uh, <laughs> is there a proper term for that? Uh, flight attendants. Flight attendants. Um, um, yeah, because stewardesses is a little. Stewardess, yeah, that's a little. That's dated. a little madman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honey, give me another drink. <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah, they got they 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 got work to do. They can't be picking up. Yeah, ferret do dung. Yeah, or let alone the the pee. Um. So uh, I, I wonder if the the emotional support uh, sea cucumber though is um yeah. is still <laughs> if you, if you I, I think here's the thing if you can get it through the metal detector mm-hmm. you should be able to take it out of play. Nah. Yeah. Well, that's my theory. Not a bad theory. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so you can get it through the pre-flight screening. Take it out of play. So can you get a shark through? Uh, can you get a dip? shark? So there's a shark with how many Twitter followers? Over 50,000. 50,000. I can't get 50. Yeah. So a great white shark. It's a great white shark? Great white shark has been gaining uh, uh, a following on Twitter. Mary Lee is a great white shark and a social media celebrity. Ah. Uh. Really? Uh, the shark, which was tagged off the coast of Cape Cod, is among hundreds of sharks that OSEARCH, a Utah-based organization, has tagged and tracked since 2007. She has more than 50,000 fans on Twitter, at Mary Lee Shark, who follow her as she travels up and down the eastern seaboard, posting witty updates all the way. Wow. Yeah. That was crazy. So, Jamie, um, yeah. has Sam ever gotten one right? Uh, I think maybe once. Yeah, she's... Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But she's yeah, she's she's not she's batting about ninety. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, not doing so well. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I just, I just she's probably like I've that was really fun to try right. to stump Jamie. Yeah. that, but he did well. I, That's uh, a good I, fake story too. Those are I, those are those I, were I that was a good fake story. Yeah. And the but then the real ones were so stupid. But <laughs> no, but there, there was like a, that that was the thing like two years ago or so or more. There's a, the the baby eagles. There was a like a webcam on a oh, on yeah, an eagle's yeah, nest, yeah. and people were just infatuated yes, with it. There's millions the and millions of people watching constantly. And the draft. Oh, the draft. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, like it's better than politics, right? <laughs> it's These a, days, it's what better. debates? What debates? Yeah, <laughs> better, better than politics. Right, I got another question here. This one uh, back to the dog world. A four-year-old Great Dane uh, has a fear of walking on tiles, hardwood, linoleum, anything except carpet. Uh, the majority of our house uh, is tile and hardwood. He refuses to leave the one carpeted room in the house, our bedroom, unless I throw down blankets and towels to help move him around. Mm. Sounds like he's been training these people fairly well. Um, so this makes it dangerous with towels laying all over the place. And then uh, the dog is trapped in the next room. Any suggestions for my hardwood phobic dog? You know, there is a product yeah, and it, the name <laughs> the name is escaping me right now. But there is a product rugs that, that, <laughs> no, Car- that, you, could, that you could spray on the, guys? on the bottom of their feet. Really, that'll give them a little bit of um, traction. Traction, really? little, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can get them like little Chuck Taylor tennis shoes. Yeah, and then they would walk like in that really exaggerated yeah. gait. Especially if you were a Great Dane, yeah, look like that would, fanta- yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah, and they start to run. The they start but there's like like sticky paws. And that's yeah. for, for cats is probably the sticky paws is uh, makes cats not crawl on stuff. It's yeah. like cat fly paper. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, stick them for uh, for the dogs yeah yeah huh. i remember years ago playing little league football mm-hmm. um they had this stuff you spray in your hands yeah, you know yeah. when you catch a pass you know so the ball doesn't slip through your, your hands um so i imagine it's similar to that hmm. but it's um and I, I can't think of the name right now but yeah it's um 
it's a uh, a product specifically for this because uh, yeah the dogs if if they're not used to walking on those slick surfaces especially a tall dog like mm-hmm. a great dane uh, it's a scary scary thing they start you know flailing around you know gyms have chalk you know you know mm-hmm. for your hands so you can get a better grip on a bar or what have mm-hmm. you and there is like chalkless you know grips that are out there as well like chalkless stuff for your hands mm-hmm. there so, you go. I'm, I'm not so it's got to be that. something that's like you know cuz they lick everything so yeah. it's got to be something that's not toxic yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. but mm-hmm. uh yeah Astounding. Um, so last week, Brian, you missed it. We had uh, two doctors in here. What? Doctor, 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 doctor Christina, and Doctor Grant. Yes, they are pet chiropractics. Are they local people? Yeah. Were they in studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, I miss yeah. all the good stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Had you ever heard of that chiropractic for pets for you dogs? Know, I, I've heard it and for cats. for uh, for horses. Yeah, they, they have like for a the equines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, dogs and cats. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it's, they say they say she said that uh, they've they've had like a they were just published a paper and there's like a ninety percent success rate for paralyzed dogs. What? Um, you know, and like a lot of times, you know, they'll there's a, the surgery is like a forty thousand dollar surgery just to get a cat scan to check the problems like two grand, mm-hmm. and they just come in and they go whoop 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 and uh, you know they say like th- by three adjustments. Uh, that's it, you know? Really? And, yeah. uh, so they don't have an office. They, they work with several other vets and they kind of move around and, yeah. But I just, I, I just hadn't, uh, cause I know you don't listen to the show. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you, my mom, my wife. Listen, don't listen to this. I show. plan on binge listening <laughs> one of these weeks. One of these weeks. When if I'm caught in an elevator or something, I will be. I will be. Yes. We'll start with the cricket episode and but, then go from there. But yeah, I didn't. But I didn't know if you had ever heard of pet chiropractic. No. I thought I was fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah. So if you can start with uh, episode seventy-two, seventy-three. <laughs> not, not to um, not to rehash a previous episode or anything. But did they get into w- w- the main reason why dogs? Have back issues? I mean, uh, uh, a lot of it's arthritis. A lot of it okay. is uh, uh, dealing with arthritis. Yes. And actually, it, they said working with younger dogs, it's a pre- preventative for the arthritis because arthritis is just an actual physical reaction to uh, something being out of whack. Yeah. And so that, that actually it can, you can help avoid or, or you know, uh, minimize arthritis later, uh, if they're adjusted younger and just, you know, accidents, you know, getting, you know, thumped by a car or falling downstairs or, you know, yeah. running into a wall, you know, dumb even, stuff that dogs and cats do. Yeah. yeah. Even it's with a, cats, when, you know, when they, you know, cats fall, they always land on, the, on their feet. Yeah. <laughs> Not right? my cat. He's an idiot. <laughs> Percy, he's a, he's stupid. That's why Colleen's like, Oh, let him out. Let him run around the yard. I go, he's a moron. <laughs> He's like an yeah. oaf too. He like runs. He knocks. Oh, he's broken like three lamps. We're like, dude, seriously, he ain't paying for it. Grace no. style, you know. And then I he guess. goes outside. He'll like catch a chipmunk, right? And it's like, and then so what he does? He didn't kill it, right? He gets it. He brings, he brings it. it in the house. Yeah. Lets it go in the house so he can chase it around the house. I'm like, I don't. And then and then the chipmunk's freaking out. He's pooping and peeing. It's because it's like this monster chasing him. Cat thinks it's the funniest thing on the planet. He's got issues tonight. Don't chipmunk's he? running around. I'm in an 1100 year old house. Oh my god! How do I get out of here? <laughs> But yeah, it's uh there's it's, ghosts in here. Yeah. It's scratching at the wall. Uh, uh, <laughs> Didn't yeah. I see an etching of Darwin in the same room? <laughs> so yeah, so he's because we leave the door open a crack oh. so he could come back in if he wanted, but he's like the after the second time he brought something in, we're like, You jerk. <laughs> Put your friends down. These play with them in the air. <laughs> Chase them around the air. So 
Anyway, um, I don't know. What else we got? I got this. I think. I think. Yep. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I'm going to sit down for this. Oh, sure. <laughs> you'll have to. I need to lay down for this. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Did you prepare for this one? I did. Okay. <laughs> well, two seconds ago. Anyway. Uh, what, what sound do porcupines make? When they kiss. I don't know. What sound does, do porcupines make when they kiss? Ouch! Oh, boy. <laughs> Where's Sam for the courtesy <laughs> chuckle? <laughs> <laughs> how, how does a lion greet other animals out in the field? How's that? Pleased to eat you. You missed, I, and you missed my joke last week. I was saving it, saving it, saving it. You weren't here. Can uh, you, I'm, I'm going to do it again. Do it again. I, I, I told it at camp. I told it at camp, and the kids, the kids love it. Yeah. So uh, the other guy we were co-teaching uh, the broadcast boot camp, uh, Mike Kaufman. He's like a teacher of the year for video here in what, Detroit. What, anyway. Now, was this the uh, journalism uh, camp? Swashbuckling? Yeah, our swashbuckling. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I told, I told the joke. So he, did a, he opened every morning with a, yeah. a, bad, a bad dad joke joke or a dad joke and so i said i said i have one i said uh so uh uh the interesting fact about the canary islands no canaries same thing's true about the virgin islands uh, no, no canaries, canaries. <laughs> <laughs> yep there you, there you have it my friend that is uh that is what we got so um that'll do it i'm i've had i've had plenty I've had yeah. uh, I've, I've had about all I can say. I like the I like the dumb ones, like like the grasshopper that walks in the bar. Bartender says, "Hey, we have a drink named after you." I said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you have a drink named Ethan." All right, so uh, a moth goes uh, into the doctor's <laughs> office. This uh, there was a talent show, and the kid. This is a joke that a kid told. Okay. Thank God the opening music is uh, four minutes long. We so the moth goes into the doctor. Uh, and uh, he's telling telling him, you know, yeah, Doc, you know, I'm really stressed out, you know. He's like getting therapy, right? And he's like, uh, you know, it's uh, just my wife is uh, all up in my business, and uh, you know, work is really tough. Uh, the kids are making me crazy. I I think it stems back to my childhood, you know, Doc. I I could use some help, and I said, I see, I see, that's interesting. And because, uh, but uh, you know, I, why I'm a podiatrist? Why did you come in here? He's like, well, the light was on. <laughs> the kid they said much longer than that yeah, and yeah. better when the kid told it but all right there you go uh i better stop uh animal talk animal talk radio.com is the website animal talk radio on all the socials twitter instagram and uh facebook uh thanks for mary um mary i'm mary i you get to meet. You met Percy. Mary's in the chat room. Yeah. Uh, Mary's gonna pet sit for me. She doesn't know that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if she still has a key or not. But uh, I gotta hit Mary up because uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna be out of town for a couple of days, and I need somebody to look in on Percy. So, uh, Mary, I was just about to call you. So she chimed in. Uh, oh, can we say something special? I got. I got bad eyes. I gotta lean in and look at this. <laughs> oh, he's reading. Oh, Bailey Potter. Um, a 15-year-old pug uh, went to doggy heaven today. So, Aww. yes, we can say something about Bailey. Uh, Mary, if you're watching... If, That's if you, one of her clients. So, if, yeah, Mary. Are you, did you prepare that she may see the ghost of Winston Churchill in your house? <laughs> yeah, she might. She might. She <laughs> okay. might. It's an old house. Uh, so, How yeah. old is it? <laughs> 
So, but Mary is awesome. Mary's uh, Whisker and Wags here in the Metro Detroit area. Her pet sitting service. She uh, watches pets. She's she's awesome. She's been she's been watching my critters for years and years and years. Uh, but anyway, sorry to hear about uh, your client there, Bailey, Mary. Um, so AnimalTalkRadio.com is the website, and uh, we're going to call it a day. Um, till the next time, please have an exotic week. And uh, kiss your wild thing for me. Hey, there you go. <laughs>